Welcome to The Uplift, where we are uplifting our lives, uplifting each other, and uplifting our communities together. Thank you for joining myself, Sai Herrera, and Tessa Savala here, two women, two attorneys, doing it our way, and inviting you here each week to share in on the stories, advice, and life lessons we've picked up along our journeys that keep us uplifted, and that will hopefully do the very same thing for you. Now buckle in and let's get ready to be uplifted. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone is having a great day. As always, I'm Tessa and I am joined by the most amazing person in the world, Sai. <laughs> Only second to you, Tessa. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you feeling? It is, you know hot and sunny and summer in Texas but you know you learn to embrace this kind of like vampire lifestyle where you thrive (laughs) when the sun goes down yeah right like adapt pivot and make it great it's perfect for me it's like the world is just adapting to us (laughs) and our vampire ways (laughs) perfect I I just wish everything would stay open that's all (laughs) Right? Like, I was reading yesterday about legislation in California to make night markets a thing. Like, you know how they have, like, night markets all over Asia, right? I'm like, that is so cool. Why do we not have night markets here in Austin, Texas? Because it is hot during the day. And I don't know about everybody else, but I just don't want all those UV rays, like, you know, penetrating my skin Uh and scalp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm for it. How, where do I sign up? How can I support this? <laughs> right? Like, let's make this a thing. Let's make this a thing. That sounds amazing. I know some people I'm going to reach out. I'm going I'm to start spreading this idea. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. I think it's, you know, a good way to find the uplift in the middle of mm, what I guess the heat. thing is going to be heat and like continued heat mm-hmm. and yeah, it's unrelenting. At least it yeah. feels unrelenting. Yeah. But we're we inside and yes. We are inside and we are cool and we are going to have a great conversation. I grateful have been for that. Think- yes, me too. <laughs> I have been thinking about all our strong friends. Mm. I saw this, you know, story on Instagram about a woman saying she asked her grandmother why her grandmother never bothered to like check in on her and her grandmother said well you have your head on straight I don't need to worry about you and she asked her mom why her mom paid you know showed more love to her siblings and her mom said the same thing I don't have to worry about you you know what you're doing you're strong and you're determined you you can get things done I'm just and she said, you know what, mm. just because I'm strong and just because I'm determined doesn't mean I'm not worthy and needing of the same type of love and support. And I was like, mm. wow, that kid's home, right? Like, yes. we forget to check on our strong friends because, you know, like the grandmother and the mom in this situation, we think, well, they got everything together. Everything's great. But mm. sometimes we don't talk about it, right? So sometimes we don't know about it. Right. Right. And how much do we internalize too? I mean, oh, you know, where we think God. we 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 shouldn't ask for help or we shouldn't <laughs> talk about our problems because everyone else's problems are way worse than ours, right? Yeah. Or we feel like we have to minimize our problems. Like 
Mm-hmm. I, I read this girl, this book, White Girl Problems, and I was like, <laughs> okay. I said, like, the whitest of the white. I get it. And I'm like, yeah. And she was being sarcastic, obviously, the author. And I was just like, yeah, it's hard to make, you know, my concern that my oven's on the fritz an issue when people don't have ovens. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do we balance exactly. and how do we how do we remember to like check in with our strong friends like the ones that we go to help for sometimes they've got the issues too yeah. and they they need that one person to like give them permission to talk about it so they can free themselves of it yeah this is really important and um I, yeah I wish that everybody that I just wish that we had a culture of you know being curious about each other and ourselves and, you know, <laughs> checking in with each other and ourselves, right? Because, you know, I always joke, and we've talked about it before, people ask you, how are you doing? Fine. You know, like, we don't think about yep. it. We don't actually check in. We don't actually know. And the other person might not actually care how you're really doing. It's just a pleasantry, right? It's just a thing that we do to greet one another. And I almost wish people wouldn't say it. I wish they would just say hello. <laughs> we just had a greeting that was not this question unless you really mean it, right? And so, um, I mean, the good news is, is that maybe it does prompt something. And, and we've talked about using that as an opportunity. But, you know, it's, we we want to help each other. We want to be there for one another. Um, and And there are always people who end up being the person that everyone goes to yep. right um and yep. I forget how somebody described it they described it as like being you know the emotional support something for people um and I was like oh yeah that's that's a thing right and it's like people just know it they don't they don't talk about it like that but yeah. you're the one that they go to and it's it can be exhausting if you know if you, all you hear is bad news from all of the people that you love actually like if you get all the problems <laughs> Yeah, that's got to be a lot. Yeah. And so I think um, it's a really, really interesting topic because um, so many people that, you know, have it quote unquote all together, have their head on straight. It's so funny you said that because someone literally just told me that the other day. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I do, I guess. I'm not going to say I don't, but also right? doesn't mean I'm not a no human being. Yeah, but it was mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't think that you would need this or that. And I'm just like, why not? I'm I'm human. But but really, it's like that idea, this, this fallacy almost that there are like superhumans and then yep. everybody else who needs the who needs the help of the superhero right and I mean it, it really makes me yeah it makes me relate to the superheroes on screen because it's like people only call them when there's a big problem going on you know and they're rushing mm-hmm. off and doing all the things and they're supposed to be really strong and um and people idolize them to a certain degree right and yeah. um and build a whole narrative around that person you know like you're just saying this person is seen as strong in their family like they got it all together um, but at the end of the day, we're all just human beings. That's why I've been talking about the human experience. I'm like, well, <laughs> we're all in it. <laughs> we we're are. in the human experience, you know, and it's like, none of us are not that. None of us are superhuman, actually. None of us, no matter how put together we seem, no matter how many accomplishments we've had, you know, even if somebody's somewhere that you want to be, it doesn't mean that they have all of the answers come on nobody has all of the answers right and 
I think oftentimes it's like people literally, in my experience anyways, I'll just speak um, for myself as a, as a human being and <laughs> going through the human experience. I, I, I've felt that, you know, you have to make choices and trade-offs, right. To have, mm -hmm. to have what is most important to you. Like, you know, this whole thing that like, <laughs> you know, what was it? I don't know if this was the eighties or nineties or whatever, but this whole idea that, I mean, I grew up with it of like having it all. Right. And I think that that's, <laughs> I think that that's literally what I've, you know, I think that's what's in me that I've been trying to have it all. And I think I just came to a point where I realized like, oh, this is having it all, like doing the things that are most important to you and something's not getting all the attention and some things you have to catch up on and some things you have to go back and you have to fix. And that's having it all. That's like literally it. Like there's no perfection. <laughs> there's no having it all in the sense that everything, you can do everything all together all at once. That's not a real thing or in my in my humble human experience it has not been <laughs> I completely agree and my husband taught me something many years ago when I still thought I could have it all he's mm. like you can have it all but not all at the same time yes exactly and that kind of hit exactly. me right like because mm -hmm. you could be all the work person when you're in work mode say but right. you can't be the perfect you know, partner and mother and friend when you're giving your all to your career at that moment, right? Like, oh. it's hard to do it all exactly. at one time. Exactly, exactly. And then that's why we have to recognize in each other, like we are all human beings. And it doesn't mean that we can't, you know, try and have as much as we can <laughs> at different Correct. times. And, and, and those things change, right? And, and priorities change. And people's, you How know, you um, changes. Yeah, and what you want changes over time, oh, yeah. right? And that's and that's good, and that's okay. And again, that's the human experience, right? Um, we've talked about you know people thinking that you have to have this, this, and that by this, this, and age. You know, all of those different like <laughs> standards, and it's just ridiculous, right? And you literally don't know what you want until you want it. <laughs> you, you actually don't know because in your life you're changing all the time, right? And so when you become a different person or just a person with new priorities, shifting priorities, I mean, everybody has this dyna dynamic nature about them. And I'm just thinking about, you know, at my, um, at my office, people coming uh, back from like maternity leave and like these big life changes that people have weddings and things like that. And I'm just like, it's so interesting to think about it in a group setting where it's like, you know, we're all in this thinking that we're all with certain priorities or certain commitment, whatever. And then it can just change. Everything oh, changes yeah. all the time. And that's, and it's like, you know, you have to be able to give yourself permission to have that change of heart, change of mind, change of priorities and other people too. And not judge the change, right? Like yes. it just exists. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just mm -hmm. a choice to change. Exactly. Exactly. Like I think of, especially as lawyers, I think, say a classic big law litigator may not appreciate the fact that you and I have taken alternative lawyer paths, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we have to think not everybody is going to do the same career the same way. And that's okay. Which leads me to one of my most favorite expressions. This is how it's always been done. Which is horrible. It should never be spoken because it's evil. 
the phrase that should never be spoken. <laughs> right? Because as you definitely point out, everything's constantly changing. Right. I am exactly. certain the way we started our careers is not how they're going now or how we start our relationships are not how they are going now. And that is great and beautiful and lovely. And that's just another reason to check in on on people who you just assume, you know, have it all together. First of all, mm-hmm. a lot of people who appear to have it all together, I'm sorry to say it, but they might be the messiest people you ever know. Like, you don't know. <laughs> you just <laughs> don't know what what's really going on in people's lives unless you really, really know them, unless you're really, like, really, you know, staying close to them and, and talking to them and, and gaining their trust to let, to let you in to their lives. And so... I, I, I sometimes think like the people who, who are not asking for the help is, you know, they're usually the ones that need it the most. Right. And so, um, so I try to change my narrative in that way. Um, and, and I was just doing that today with a friend. I'm like, you know, if I, if I'm seeing somebody who's so strong, putting things all together, doing so much, and I'm in awe of them, I've started to be like, oh yeah. And ask, <laughs> and how yep. does all of this, you know, how, how, how are you, how are you dealing with all of this? How are, how is all of this, you know, impacting you? Um, you know, how, how, how do you, you know, how do you take care of yourself through all of this, you know, because it's like, wow, I mean, it's amazing to me when people are doing so much and, I mean, frankly, they just, they look like they have it all together. Same thing. Like you just assume, oh, I guess they, they got this handled, you know, <laughs> but if you don't ask, they're usually going to not, they're not going to be the people who tell you they're really not. But, but asking, I think is probably, you know, just the first and easiest step is just to say, okay, that's a lot. Anytime you like, <laughs> that's a lot. Also, how are you taking care of yourself through all of that? Or how's yeah, it impacting you? That reminds me of a text I received today from one of my cousins. And I am, mm-hmm. I have cousins that are pretty much the same age as my parents. Because mm. my mom was the youngest of seven kids. And my cousin asked about how my vis- visit with my mom who visited recently, mm-hmm. how it was. Mm-hmm. Because my cousin's mother, who was my, was my mom's sister, had the same personality where they had to entertain themselves at all times and it was go 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 must be doing mm. something at all times must be productive at all times body syndrome <laughs> yes and my cousin pointed out that definitely that she thinks this was unresolved trauma and I was like mm. wow mm-hmm. I see that now and then my point when my mother visited was to get her to slow down and relax because she does so mm. much for her spouse that, you know, I think she loses sight of herself. And so the idea of doing stuff for her is foreign to her. Yeah. Uncomfortable her. even. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sitting still, uh, yep. just enjoying a, a movie. Totally mm. foreign. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I get that. I know too many people like that. And I wonder what causes that trauma in particular. I mean, I think, you know, if I think about my, um, my grandma, who definitely has the dreaded busy body syndrome. <laughs> and I think back, like, you know, when she was young, they worked her, they worked her hard. And I, and I kind of, I, I mean, I'm just saying this out, you know, thinking this out loud, really, as I, as I speak, but 
I wonder if it had a lot to do with the fact that she felt worthiness, you know, when she was being productive. She was one of 12 children. And um, she was one of the older ones. And so, you know, that responsibility, you almost have like a quasi parental ship type of, you know, um, feeling or role. And so I wonder if that's the trauma, like that, you know, her worthiness got all tied into her productivity, possibly. And so she has to keep being productive to feel worthy or to feel worthy of love in particular. I think so. I yeah. think that they were a generation that needed the accomplishments to have worth, especially as women, right? Like women being mm -hmm. judged by their mm -hmm. accomplishments or their productivity and not by who they are. And you maybe know. it's the fact that they were never valued for who they are, only right. what they did. Yes, yes. Yeah, that has to be part of it for sure. And especially in families, I don't know your mother's um, entire, you know, childhood background, of course, <laughs> but in hers, anyways, it was like their family was, um, you know, very poor. I mean, they, they didn't have anything. And so it was like work was also, you know, survival. And so I feel like the stakes are so high, you know, too. And to put all that pressure on a child um, is a yeah. lot, obviously. It is. And it's, you know. I guess it's great that we could acknowledge it in others mm -hmm. and hope that we don't find it in ourselves or mm -hmm. recognize it in ourselves or repeat it <laughs> or yeah. repeat it, which is or at least worse heal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because right? I, I feel like I it's not we're not I don't know that we're repeating it exactly, but I will say that you know. <laughs> It's interesting. It's really interesting because, you know, I like to stay busy for sure. So I feel like I see myself in that too. And I don't necessarily think of it as like this terrible, terrible thing um, all the time, but it's like there are limits, you know, and, um, and, and it's really, you know, truly just hard to know what those limits are supposed to be or what's healthy and what's not. And, um, and, and I, I find more and more for myself anyways, that the question is not how much, but, but why? And, um, you know, if we don't stop and think about the why, then that's when we, I think, just act out of habit and out of, you know, out of, out of, out of, um, uh, socializing, like of just what we've been taught and what we've absorbed. Right. But, um, if we ask why, then I think that helps for me, you know, when I'm, enjoying my work <laughs> and I'm excited about something <laughs> and I'm doing it because I love it. You know, I think the why is a good why. It could yeah. be because I'm seeking, you know, maybe I'm seeking validation, all of that. But I mean, I, I sometimes really stop and question, right? Like, especially when I'm getting exhausted, if I'm doing so much that I'm starting to get like, just, I, I know I'm getting to this place when I, I can feel, it's almost like I can feel my stress levels um like rise in my body somehow and and that's when I know like oh I need to check in on myself actually <laughs> and so and so I do and I think like why am I doing these things am I doing these to please other people do am I trying to impress other people and am I trying to you know get people to like me or or be really impressed with me for some reason because I need that validation or are these things I'm excited to work on are these things that need like I just do a little inventory you know I just check my inventory and figure out whether or not 
this stuff is happening. You know, am I putting this stuff on my, on my plate because it fulfills me because I absolutely have to, or I mean, because I'm, I'm looking for something I'm looking for validation or, or affirmation from somebody else. And I think just knowing that, knowing the difference and then choosing whatever your choices after that can be a little bit, you know, empowering. It can help, it can help you feel like, okay, at least I'm making this choice instead of letting my body and my, my programming kind of rule me and move me through the world. And I wonder if maybe that's what, like that when you do that self inventory and mm-hmm. I have started to recognize when I am burning, what is that expression? Candle burning, burning the candle both, on both sides. Both yes. From, horse, from yes. both ends, there it is. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, when, if we're acknowledging it in ourselves, I wonder if we can recognize it in other people and know mm-hmm. to just like check in with our strong friends and say things like, hey, when is the last time, or mm. what has been your favorite way to self-care? Or how have you been spending your downtime? Because if they say they haven't had any downtime, then right. you know it's time for downtime. Right, exactly. I love that part. Or like, what are you doing to take care of, what are you doing for self-care? Or just literally making people think about it. Like, what are you doing to recharge is something that I've been telling some people lately, because I'm like, that's the only way that I can think about it in terms of, you know, of people who don't want to stop working. I'm like, okay, well, you have to recharge, (laughs) right? So how are you recharging? What do you do to recharge? Or what do you do to have fun? Even just something simple. And you know, that makes me think, wow, society has pushed us so hard (laughs) that we have to recharge from it, right? Or like our careers have pushed us so hard that we have to They drain us. They drain every bit out of us sometimes. (laughs) As opposed to just like enjoying ourselves. I know it. I know it. Excuse me. Salut. I wonder if we could ever get to that place in society. It's kind of strange because it's like, I don't, I I honestly don't know how human beings would react to the idea of having like, no work, for example, like all your job is to have fun and enjoy yourself. I don't, I don't even know that we could do it. <laughs> I, think, I think we all have too much but, uh, busy body syndrome actually for that. So do, I, I don't know right? that that would work. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe we don't change society, but maybe we can like make little like pockets of time and little pockets pockets of fun (laughs) of fun or pockets or escape or Mm -hmm. create environments in our work cultures that allowed people to check in or rewarded people who needed recharge create healthy environments that's what I'm trying to do really like that's that's really what I'm trying to do I I don't exactly know how to do it but I'm trying and that's what I keep thinking is like how can we create a healthy environment because nobody else is going to like (laughs) no one's coming (laughs) yeah it's so sad but but that's the only way it's probably to do it it so yeah so I'm working on that you know, I think it's good that we're starting and I think it's great that we're identifying these things. But I think I see so many of my colleagues and friends who mm. still are built into this like uh what was it? what was that show that movie where the guy was 
like a stock trader, but he was also a serial killer. <laughs> like, you know, I think sometimes I think that's what we're getting. Like, it was very like robotic, right. and we have mm. just we have these we become these people that just want to. And I don't even know if it's achieve, achieve, achieve. It's just like maintain, 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 or be everywhere at all times, which is right. humanly right. impossible. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and even like, I mean, even the sense that like you're missing out on things, you know, because like there's so much to do. FOMO. And you're like, oh man, I wanted to do all those things, you know. I get that a lot actually, but I'm also like, I love my couch. Anyways, (laughs) 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 I I find that part interesting, but I also feel, um, you know, that the people who don't look up and never enjoy their lives. Um, I, I just feel sad for them. Actually, I feel really, really. Um, I feel like that's that's such a waste of of. I don't know how to say it nicely. I guess a waste of life. But I, I want. Every, <laughs> I just want everyone to, you know, enjoy life. And I know that we have to. And the way that I think about it is like I don't think that there's such thing as you know, or maybe there is a such thing as balance. I just don't relate to that word. I relate to like having a healthy work environment or a healthy lifestyle you know where it's just like (laughs) whatever is healthy for you makes sense for you right but it's like some people love to work a lot and that's you know that's not a bad thing it's just like you have to know yourself actually right because everybody's different so like if we were to tell people this is what we're going to regulate your schedule to like they might hate it that might be like their personal hell you know but for us that might be perfect and so I think, you know, it's like the first rule again is like, you have to know yourself um, and check in with yourself. So that's why this topic is so interesting to me because we're talking about, you know, checking in on the people that appear to be really strong. Um, But for me, it keeps, I keep going back to the fact that like, there's so many strong people out there that don't check in on themselves. (laughs) And I would love for other people to be checking in on them. But honestly, I think one of the, the issues that comes up for me with that is even if somebody were to check on you, if you're not honest with yourself and you don't know yourself mm-hmm. and you're not really checking in with your body and your spirit and your mind and where all of those things truly are, how could you ever tell somebody else the truth? And especially say when you're younger, just starting out, or actually even some people who I know who are older than I am, I don't think they ever check in on themselves. I think right. they might be afraid to decide, to find oh, out yeah. what they see. Yes, that's so real. That's so real. And I mean, that's, you can see it when you tell people like, for example, like, hey, do you have you ever like gone to a therapist or chatted this out? You know, like they might bring up trauma. And then you're like, well, you know, why don't you talk to somebody about that? And they're like, Oh, no, I don't need that. I don't <laughs> like I think that that has to be fear based, too. Because I'm like, what are you afraid of just talking to somebody? Yeah. It's not that scary. You know, it's not it's nothing. It's nothing ridiculously outlandish. It's just literally chatting with somebody. Um, But I think, you know, what you're saying is correct. When people are afraid, then they're not going there, right? They're not going to to even open up that can of worms. They're just going to keep on pushing, keep pushing on, (laughs) keep being busy, you know, nothing else, you know, and and some people even say like, when I'm busy, I don't have to think about things. Yeah. So they're kind of running away from their feelings and and running away from their their trauma or their intrusive thoughts or their anxiety or, you know, their neuroticism, whatever it is that keeps them, you know, occupied in their mind that's uncomfortable. Um, 
sometimes when being did, busy is the way people get away from them. When did you learn to start checking on yourself? Um, it was really with with meditation. And, you know, I always go back to that because it was the first time I learned to sit and be quiet and actually sit in silence and get comfortable with my own thoughts because I have a lot of thoughts and I feel like um, in our time in society we're just overstimulated frankly I mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. for me anyways this is my experience I'm looking around and I mean even as even just now I was just coming off the highway coming back home and I was looking around thinking like oh my god I'm reading so many things and I'm listening to this music and I'm hearing the things in the car and it's just like if you really pay attention like there is a lot going on there is a whole lot going on and I realize like I've been trying to go to the park a little bit um you know when it's not 100 degrees out and and I just realized like why does this feel different and I look around and there's nothing but like trees and green and it just made me realize like there's nothing to read there's nothing to look at. There's no like visual messaging happening. But when you're out on the street, oh my gosh, it's, oh, it's just a lot. There's actually a lot going on and we don't even really realize it. And we don't realize what that's doing to us as far as, you know, our, our anxiety levels and, and how they're creeping up, you know, trying to think about all these things. I mean, there's this billboard that's bugging me so bad that I have to see so frequently coming home. And it's like, <laughs> a, a, it's like a drunk driver one, you know, somebody died. It's tragic. And I'm like, this is too much for me. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to drive home and I have to think about this terrible, terrible thing. And I'm like, I feel traumatized. I feel triggered right now. And it's, you know, I say that jokingly in a way, but I mean, in a real way, it's, it's real, you know, like we are, we are, we are, we're having like all these little triggers all the time. Um, We're having, even if it's not something traumatic, it's literally just like, oh, you had to read that, that ad. You didn't mean to, you just looked at it and your brain is so Mm -hmm. fast. You know, your brain just starts processing these words. And so you can tell right now, like I'm, I'm speaking faster. I'm like getting like agitated a little bit, just thinking about it really, you know? So for me, like breathing has been one amazing thing. And even lately I've been catching myself not breathing you know, regularly, and I'll just take like a big deep breath. And it just makes me feel so much better. So just breathing helps. Um, and and I learned that also from meditation, actually. Um, and if I could ever, you know, commit to the practice of sitting and meditating, like I used to, I know I would be so much better off. And so what I've been doing is trying to incorporate some of the practices of meditation in my daily life. So like I said, just like breathing, and like taking taking stock and like sometimes even like just if I get if I can like just closing my eyes and taking a few breaths and grounding myself and you know touching the fabric that's on this chair or you know just touching whatever the car surface or what have you and just literally just grounding myself because I I really do feel like it's it can be a lot it can actually be a whole lot and um and you can't even be alone with your thoughts in this world unless you make space and time and intentionality to do it Um, so when did you start meditating uh probably about maybe about four years ago now 
I would say. And, um, you know, it was really simple for me. I literally started with like an app. <laughs> I just, I can't remember. I think it was Headspace. And, you know, there were some free ones. They had a lot more free ones than they do now, by the way. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was like, let me give this thing a try. And I have no idea why I started. I cannot remember. I don't know if it was like everybody was talking about meditation is so great. I I want to say that I had started feeling like the stress starting to get to me. And I, and I just felt like, you know what? I need to do something. I got to try something. I'm not a big exercise girl, you know, so I'm like, okay, let me try this thing and see if it really works. All of this stuff that people are talking about, does it really make any difference? And I was, I was really shocked to find out that it it really did make a big difference for me. And I mean, I did not do a, a, you know, I wasn't doing hours and hours of meditation. I was doing like, you know, the five minute thing or the 10 minute thing or you know, when I was at my height of like spending time on this, maybe like a 15 minute session, right? But not a lot, not a lot. And I mean, I learned little skills of like counting my breaths, um, the inhales and the exhales and like just counting down from 10 with each inhale and with each exhale. And um, yeah, I can't tell you how much those little tools have helped me just like quiet my body, quiet my brain a little bit. And and then clear my head a little bit to the point where I can even have that, have that discussion with myself and take stock and take inventory. I too started meditating when I was in law school mm-hmm. for the same reason, stress. And mm-hmm. I love the practice. And now if I can't sit for a period of time, I also invoke quiet around me if I need to like fast focus. I like mm-hmm. I cut off all stimuli and I'm like mm-hmm. okay, I'm in the zone. Sometimes to my detriment or like I might not notice people walking into my office or <laughs> you know, if I'm working at home, might not notice that like a dog has jumped up on the table next to me. Because <laughs> it is a practice like it might even be slightly addictive, right? Like I enjoy meditation and the quieting of my mind so much that mm. I crave it. Yes, yes, yes. It's a nice sacred space. I mean, it's beautiful there. <laughs> it I is. just get back there more often, like <laughs> <I> truly. <laughs> and you know, I've tried to incorporate it into like almost everyday things, right? Like even if mm-hmm, it's just folding exactly. laundry, like make yes. it meditative and yes. really focus on the folding of the laundry. Yes. Yeah. And I think exactly. it's kind of it's it's almost for me like a way of life, right? Like how do mm-hmm. I find a way to stop and enjoy all the moments? Yep. Being present. That's and that's what I try I'd like it's, I have such a hard time articulating it to people who haven't you know, gone through and and learned how to meditate because um, I don't have the right words, but, but, but basically what you've just said, I really relate to Um, before I knew how to meditate. I didn't know how to like, you know, make space for my, for my, for my quiet. Like I didn't know how to even, I didn't know how to ground myself. I didn't know how to like get into my presence. Right. And (laughs) after meditating, it just helps. It's just, it's like, it's like, this practice helps you and you can take those out into the real world, those tools, like you get tooled up and you can take them out into the real world. 
And, um, and yeah, I've used it so often when, especially if I'm like, if I'm feeling like, oh, I need to pick up my phone, like these, these phones, I think they're just like little dopamine sticks, dopamine sticks or something (laughs) like you just want to like, you know, like get your little taste from it. It's so, it's so hard. And so, you know, when I realize it, first of all, I think I'm more conscious now just from the practice. And when I realize it, when I see it happening, I know what to do. I have tools, even if I'm not sitting and, you know, quietly meditating, it doesn't matter. I can, I can use those tools out there in the world to, to, to calm me, to settle me, to ground me and to help me to be present. And so that's why I'm always so grateful for, for that. And I always, you know, talk about it because it really changes you in a, in a pretty profound way, actually. And I just wish that everybody had that tool set. And um, I think I've heard some, some things in some, I guess, progressive schools where they're teaching children, like the basics of meditation. And I'm like, yes, this is (laughs) like, why didn't anyone teach us this? Like, everyone should have it. It would make such a difference for sure. And I think it sparks that journey too start asking yourself about how you're living intentionally what your purpose is and I think those kind of conversations with yourself is what helps you know when you need to stop or pause or do more or do less or pivot and that's what like I want to I wish I had like this amazing little toolkit that I could bring to all my strong friends and be like, here, you can absorb this by osmosis and it will make Mm. you happy and you will not Mm -hmm. feel like you're about to like explode, which I, when you stop and ask them, you realize that at their moments when they, these strong people need help and aren't asking for it, it is like a star ready to just like explode into Mm. the universe. Because they are strong and they are powerful and they know what they want in so many ways. When there's a moment of not understanding or knowing that, it is like chaos. For sure. And that brings up another question, like as, you know, advocates, as friends, as people who love others and care for others, and we see you know, especially high achieving or however we want to describe people who seem to have it all together. Um, as we see the people we love like that, um, maybe struggling, like maybe we get the opportunity, you know, to see them in a vulnerable moment. Um, what do we do? What do we do? What, what is the best way to really, you know, care for somebody or to offer some kind of um, relief for folks going through that moment because I I would argue everyone's going to (laughs) it's just a matter of when right um and how often and and what support you have and I and I yeah I'd love to explore ways to really do that well because for me again everyone in this human experience we're all going to have these moments we're all going to have these moments where we need help where we need support where we need uplifting and what does that look like for somebody who's you know kind of got it all you know quote unquote has it all together who you think has all the answers most of the time um what do we do for folks like that because it's actually harder in a way you know to help somebody who usually doesn't need help yeah and I find at least you know with my friends who are on say what 
society would say is on top of their game, on top of their careers, on top of their fields. It is lonely at the top. And mm. just simply asking Preach. them, like, yes. how's it going? No, seriously, how is it really going? Mm. And then, mm-hmm. so what are you doing to unwind or to relax or to find joy? And what is mm. bringing you joy? Because we all mm-hmm. deserve joy and everything shouldn't be, you know, Go, go, go. <laughs> must achieve this objective. And I think a lot of them, you know, bring that home too, right? Like, must oh, yeah. accomplish the following task this weekend. <laughs> and if I don't accomplish the following five tasks, then I will. I failed. Or... Because I have failed. <laughs> exactly. And self destruction is the only option. Uh huh. Uh huh. Absolutely. And so, what, what happens if somebody tells you, like, okay, How's it really going? It's actually really stressful. I don't have time for myself. I don't do anything to care for myself. I just have to care for other people. We got a lot going on right now. You know, what do you tell somebody like that? What do you, where do you even begin to help them or support them? I think I might tell them what I seem to recall telling you at one point in time. (laughs) You're doing this for everyone else. Who's doing it for you? Mm, Yep. Right, and we all need somebody who will stop and say, "Hey, you know, does it bother you that this is what's happening?" Say it's a strong person who came to you with a complaint, and you're like, "Does it bother you that that's happening?" Right? Like, I think figure out what they need. Do they want to vent? Do they want to? Do they need permission? Right to spend Mm. time on themselves because I find a lot of people just need someone else to tell them it's okay yeah absolutely absolutely which is so weird to me it is right it is yeah but it's that it's that deprogramming I mean oh yeah counter programming it is so real (laughs) I often think that I am too Swedish for the United States and too, too much like the and too much like the United States for Sweden at times, right? Like Haki. <laughs> yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's that's the struggle. That's the struggle of having dual identities, you know, if, if not multiplicity and, of identities. And it's so strange because I'm gonna go out on a limb and call the U.S. career culture kind of pretty toxic, right? Like it's toxic, it, just a touch. It's a bit toxic, yeah, just a touch. And that does not exist in Sweden, right? Like, mm. it's mutual respect and respect for people in all fields and require wow. time off and, you know, universal health magical. And years of family leave for both, both parents. Mm-hmm. Or a single parent, whichever one it may be. And then I think of the United States, and I'm like, oh, wow, we're rewarding this company because they actually are going to allow a mother who just gave birth to have more than four weeks off, right? <laughs> Mind blowing. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? Is this how you want to treat humans? Right, right. And I want, yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's, 
the, that kind of you know country it sounds like literally a fantasy to me <laughs> it's hard for me to believe <laughs> that is real um and it's, it's just interesting though because you also said that you're too you're too U.S. for Sweden now so what do you mean by that so sometimes I find that like my desire to achieve things Mm-hmm. And I don't do it for societal recognition, but I want to know that I'm able to do those things is too American. Like there's mm. sometimes I think there's not enough innate drive. Like there is a contentment in mm-hmm. the status quo, mm-hmm. maybe, or the a contentment at any moment, which I appreciate and value in Sweden, but as too much time in the United States and I'm like, hmm, okay, I have achieved this much. Wonder what happens when I achieve this much more. Mm. Not because I think it's going to change the world, but because I have a mind that just, you know, gets off on getting Mm -hmm. achievements in my own mind. Yeah. It's a really a kind of an interesting philosophical thing, too, because, you know, everybody wants the U.S. to get to different places that they have in their mind. Mm-hmm. And that would be an interesting thought experience to see, like, oh, I don't know, in a few hundred years, maybe maybe we do all these things that we'd love to see from the U.S. And then people are just like, yeah, we did it. We don't have anything else to do. <laughs> and then we just give up. <laughs> That would be so interesting. I wonder if that would ever happen. I just, it's, I'm, I'm just playing at this point, but I just, I think it'd be really interesting, especially like, I mean, really, it's, it's very relevant, actually, like thinking about AI and all of the incredible technological mm-hmm. advances that are happening so fast. Like, we talk about it every couple of years of like, oh, there's new technology, all the workers are gonna be put out of jobs. And then what are we gonna do? <laughs> And it's kind of funny that we really have that conversation all the time in the U.S. of just like, what are we going to do? No, really, what are we going to do? <laughs> no, this, is, this is the point where I'm too Swedish because I'm like, eh, it's all going to work out because I know the robots are not going to take over. No, I don't think I just so. Don't but see. I mean, mark our words when the robots come right. back and read. No, but I mean, it's 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 just you know the thing is is that we have our identities just so tied in, of yeah. course, in the U.S. At least that's the way that I interpret it, and um and you know it, it's 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 not it's not an easy thing to divorce yourself from your greater culture and society right like those are all real pressures and and real identities and real programming that that happens to all of us um and so I go back to what we were talking about earlier which is like just create like if you can however you can I should say create the bubble that you want to live in like not a bubble that's exclusive or doesn't recognize the value of all people but a bubble that is like your fantasy like what would you like to see what would you like to how what what would you like to live in right and it's not an easy thing we live in texas i mean (laughs) i'll be the first to admit that texas is always trying to pop my bubble but um but you know We rebuild. We just keep going, and we try to keep do. doing as much as we can. And so, and, and, and eventually, we'll have make a big difference. Power, exactly. Yeah, and if we can will. wait them out. Yes, exactly. That's my current goal. Just wait them out. Wait them but, out. You wait know, them out. Exactly. You raise a good point. It's kind of like, how do we and our strong friends just figure out what? the right balances for us right like maybe some people thrive on go 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 
Right. Maybe some people have kind of like cycles. Sometimes they want to be go, go, yes. go. Sometimes they just want like zen peaceful moments and determine oh, how that balances for them. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe this is it. Maybe the thing is that we expect everybody to want the same type of or need the same right. type of reaction and stimuli. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's like a cultural issue where we think that there's a solution that fits everybody and it's just one and this is what everybody should be doing yep yep based on my instagram feed advertisements Mm -hmm. that is exactly what the u.s is about right now (laughs) and that's why we don't understand each other too because we're just like why can't you be more like me why can't you think this way why can't you know i mean we just wish that it was simpler, but you know, that's, that's what makes things interesting. That's what makes the human experience really interesting. It's all this amazing diversity of thought, of lifestyle, of culture, of history, of, of all philosophies and, and ways of life. And so, um, so yeah, I will go back to, you know, everybody is going through this human experience and everyone is human in it. And we need to always make sure that we're just recognizing and acknowledging everyone's humanity, no matter how they appear you know, to us or to the greater world. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs a Mm -hmm. shoulder to cry on. Everybody needs to vent once in a while. You know, everyone needs to maybe sort out their thoughts with another person sometimes. I mean, everybody needs something. And, you know, if, if nothing else, we all need each other right like if there's anything that we mm-hmm. have in common is that we are social animals and I mean maybe there's some outliers to that and they're living <laughs> in the woods and that's fine for them I'm happy that they found their happy place but for the most <laughs> part we are all like very social animals and no matter if somebody looks like they have it all or they you know got it going on they have everything just you know sorted out just right I mean most of the time that's that's people like really really doing a lot of work to make it appear so yeah and I can't imagine that those folks are just doing that alone you know I I always think the healthiest people are the ones who have an incredibly healthy support system actually and um you know we talk about strength but I think maybe we need to stop talking about strength in individuals like we often do with our individual individualistic, you know, mindset in the US and start thinking about like the strength of our communities, the strength of our support groups, the strength of our network, the strength of, you know, our circle that we've built, our bubble that we've built. I love this. I love this so much. And then we can challenge ourselves, right? Like you need to strengthen your bubble, which kind of sounds like a butt thing, but it's not, I promise. you know strengthen your system strengthen your support strengthen your roots you know like you can strengthen so many things that make you a stronger piece because none of us is an island we're all in it together we absolutely are all connected and so when we invest in each other we invest in ourselves yeah and I think about all the like small things we do to build our communities and it is so simple and so complex at the same time like Mm. you forget how just small acts of kindness can build bonds that are immeasurable yeah 
you don't know the ripple effects you don't know I mean I it always it always intrigues me when somebody like quotes something that somebody did like 30 years ago or whatever you know like but this one time this one person did this for me and I'll never forget it and it's just like wow and you've been operating from that place you know what I mean or even like when somebody even things that we say in this podcast of like well our grandmothers told us this thing and we still live by that Mm -hmm. you know it's like yep that's a big deal somebody told you this thing and you're making life decisions for years (laughs) based on that thing but that just goes to show the power of community it's so so strong and we can't forget anybody in our tribe is really the thing at the end of the day it's like every single person is important and their health and well-being is so important and so vital um to to the entire community so we have to make sure to take care of each other you know yes and make it okay for people to confide in you and rely on you and make it okay for your friends who might need a pause give them permission Mm. to do it however that pause looks for them i mean maybe the overachieving career-driven person's pause is they want to go climb some mountain maybe that's what Mm -hmm. you know relaxes it whatever it is you know let them find their joy and don't absolutely an expression don't yuck their yum because (laughs) we don't know what makes makes them tick we don't know what brings them joy but let them have it yeah and don't be surprised if people's thing changes too you know like uh, you know what did you used to do when you were in your 20s for fun is a lot different than whatever you probably do now (laughs) you know or whatever you would do next decade or the decade after that I mean we're always in a full evolution all of us are changing all the time and so I love that you said give permission though too and I would offer also create space and opportunity too because you know there's uh, there's so many times when people are like oh I can't do this or that and I mean just one example for me is like I started playing music kind of randomly again in my life because it brought me joy and I was just like I need to do more of that you know and people are like oh you're just gonna be in a band now and I'm like yeah (laughs) it's fun (laughs) but I think you know people sometimes get caught in their own like idea of themselves and where does that idea come from society like society makes us think that we can only be one thing or that we can only yeah. be these two things. And if you're a woman, you can only be like a mother and career. Like, I mean, there's all kinds of things that people are trying to put us in these boxes in. And I would say, you know, just doing things that bring you joy actually inspires other people. Just hard stop. So do that. <laughs> and you can Absolutely. be an inspiration right there. But also, like, how can we create space and time for each other? You know, actually, my friend and I just had a little thing today and we're both extremely busy we have zero time and we both decided we were going to take a day off just so we could spend more time together so we didn't feel like we had to be rushed like we always are and you know I really appreciate that I really appreciate that it really and it really was like it was lovely we sat by the lake we just chatted about whatever we wanted to chat about like I mean and we could have done anything with the day you know we give ourselves permission to just do nothing for the rest of the day, go do something we want to do together. I mean, we planned it out far enough where we neither of us could say like, oh, no, we're booked. 
you know, like we planned it out. Nice. Like, uh, we picked a random day in July, you know, and said, this is the day we're going to do this thing. And we actually put in time at work. And I feel like unless I'm having a flow of, I mean, I really just, this is so relevant right now, unless I'm having like a full blown vacation, right. Where like, I'm paying thousands of dollars to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I have a weird thing in my head that like, I'm not supposed to be taking PTO. I'm not supposed yep. to be, you know, taking work off because I don't have a good reason. I'm not sick and I'm not going on vacation. And we've been programmed in the U.S. that those are the only things that you're supposed to take time off for, right? So where we are, we've started um, doing basically mandatory mental health days. So we have two days in the year where we just close the office entirely. No one's really allowed to work because the offices are closed. <laughs> and so we're just doing that just to help people understand that, you know, you can take time off just for your own mental wellness, right? Um, but yeah. but other than that, I mean, like, who else is encouraging you to just take a day off for no reason at all? Um, well, considering I work for myself, nobody. <laughs> You're not getting until rewarded I'm, for it in any way. <laughs> and, until I'm really nice to myself. And I have learned that I just have to set the boundaries, right? Like, yes. I have to say that my workday is going to end at this time. And if I have clients emailing me at 10 p.m. and it is not an emergency, it is not a response. It is not a time to respond. Boundaries. Boundaries are the best. That That should be on a t-shirt. Boundaries are the best. (laughs) Boundaries are the best. It took like 10 years for me to discover Mm. these boundaries, but so important and so liberating and nobody yeah. has ever complained about it, right? Wow. Because it's really interesting just to about... say that. Yeah, because nobody, <laughs> because when, before you do it, you know, like it's really scary, actually. Like I've oh, been absolutely. thinking about, I read in a book somewhere where somebody said, you know, you should put on your email reply or I don't know if it was an automatic reply or just in your signature, something like, you know, I, I check my emails at this time and this time of the day. And, you know, if you need to get a hold of me, this is how you do it, if it's something urgent or whatever. And I've always wanted to do it and I've never done it because I feel like nobody else is doing that. <laughs> you can hear like the insecurity. I, think in I my might voice. do that. That is really and I great. Really want to, let's do it together. We can be supportive yes. of each other. <laughs> yes. Because I mean, I, it's actually true. So like on my calendar just recently, I've started doing it where I'm putting, um, you know, daily email blocks on my calendar where I can actually dedicate because frankly, I check my email so much and so, you know, just, just throughout the entire day that I almost felt like I wasn't really giving it the attention that it was due because, you know, there's a lot of important things that come through email, obviously. And when I'm trying to check it in between everything else, I mean, sometimes I would like, you know, start a reply, not finish it. Like, you know, I would try to open up a document, didn't work, wouldn't do it, whatever. And I'm like, this is actually not going to work out for me. So I had to dedicate time on my schedule. And so now it's actually true where I could, I could, I could put it in writing. I could just tell people I check my email, you know, during this time in the morning and during this time in the afternoon and that's it. And, you know, boundaries are all about communicating. And so maybe this is, maybe this is the time I'm going to do it. If you're going to do it, I think I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm codependent think... on you right today. <laughs> I also want to add if this requires a response and I haven't responded, check back in with me. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh my God. That's so genius. That's genius. 
that's that has to go in there we're we're gonna have to put together a little draft right of this yes. language that we can share with the uplift community so everyone can do this this is so healthy I, I think so and I think he's gonna help a lot of people prioritize themselves but at the same yeah. time prioritizing their work so that everybody yeah. understands what's happening when because ev- I think the greatest achievement in life is some good solid communication absolutely communication is key and this is and so more communication cannot be bad so I'm I'm telling myself Correct. all these things ramp, ramping myself up to do it <laughs> I really I really want to do it you and me both okay I'm gonna be serious about this and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna work on a draft yeah I'm so excited I'm so excited and we'll owe it to to everyone else to see oh and I wanted to mention that you're gonna love what we called um today the day we took off we called it a friend's retreat because, because we were talking about how like we have board retreats and staff retreats and all of these you know quote unquote retreats and I was like we need a friends retreat <laughs> we need to have a day for us and by and obviously we need a friends retreat so let's put that on the calendar <laughs> I love friends retreat and I want to say maybe we should encourage people to take a self retreat as well oh self retreat so perfect yes everyone needs to get out their calendars put a self-retreat on the calendar and for yeah. however long you you want it to be and for however right. long you can have it. And I know that not everyone probably feels like they can have a self-retreat, but just having that as a goal even is amazing because if you think about, I need to prioritize a day just for me, even if it's one day. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so lovely. Doesn't it? <laughs> I love I, I'm going yeah. to, even if it is, you know, 30 minutes to have a cup of yes. coffee with yourself. Absolutely. A, yeah, a self-retreat. And it's like, you just get away. If you can't put an hour on your calendar for yourself, then things have gone terribly wrong. Please call us. It's an emergency. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I think we might have stumbled upon our answer for our question at the beginning. Mm. How do we help our strong friends? Self-retreats? Friend retreats? Friend retreats, yes. Yes. yes yes I love it and then we could even go with the theme later where we're just like I don't know you want to have a, a refresh of something or you want to you know you want to get into meditation or whatever but this whole idea that we're making time and space for ourselves and for each other and to strengthen ourselves and to be healthier and be well um I'm in love with this this is Me a movement. <laughs> is that too soon to call it a movement? <laughs> no, because I am all for taking away the whatever kind of shame or judgment or whatever has existed for one way to go with the majority of my career up until the last five years ago. Because I think that's how it was viewed, especially as a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Taking time off. Take your time for yourself is not something oh, that God. the legal profession prioritizes. In any you gave case, gave me a twitch just person. thinking about that being <laughs> right. a lawyer and taking time off. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like you will be punished I... severely. <laughs> this makes me so proud of us for like mm. having defied that lawyer culture. That yeah, is... I'm gonna go anti personal retreats. Yeah, they're 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 not on that tip. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna call that anti wellness. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yes. They're not part of the movement yet, but we're gonna get them there. I hope so. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Because even lawyers deserve self care. Yes, yes. 
every person, every person in the human experience. You deserve it. You deserve it. And 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 I love that we're finding new language and new ideas about what that looks like because frankly, when people tell me self-care, I honest I, I don't even know. I, I feel like it's it's become a whole thing now where I don't even know what self-care, you know, means when people say it. I know what it means for me and I love that we've talked right. about it and asked people to think about what it really means for them. But sometimes when people are just like, Hey, do self care, I'm like, Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> That's <Right>. not easy. <laughs> for me, for a long time, I heard self-care and I'm like, what kind of commercialized crap exactly. is this? That's what I'm like, what Do are you, you telling to me today? Something? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so like, it's so, it's so hard to even think about what that means in real life for you now because the whole thing has been co-opted into some other thing. Oh, yes. And so that's why I love that we're just creating new language and new ideas and new opportunities um, to really make healthy um, spaces and and promote wellness within our lives and the lives of the people that we love and care for, no matter how much they got it all together. <laughs> Absolutely. And for everyone who needs permission for a self-retreat, because I am now hereby, you know, removing myself from the self-care language and referring to a self-retreat, because doesn't that sound so much more lovely? Sounds lovely. Let's all move Let's all move forward and give everybody we know permission to retreat for themselves mm. and thus treat themselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That language to works on so many levels, actually. <laughs> I'm, it does. I'm inspired. I cannot wait. After we're done here, I am, I'm getting my calendar out. So thank you for that. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, I'm all in. Yeah, and thank you everyone for being with us on this journey and indulging us in our um often I don't want to call it idealistic in our optimism and belief that everyone is good and everyone can help each other be better and be their champions and be our champions for our friends and our colleagues and our allies and even maybe our enemies because there is room for all of us yes stay well stay uplifted y'all we love you take care